Hey, hey, hey! What do you say? It's the Swipe It Show right here in beautiful Frisco, Texas. I'm your host, Kevin Hodes, with the Swipe It Show, of course. I'm the owner of Swipe It, a nationwide credit card processing company. And, of course, uh, we want you to enjoy our show. We do have amazing guests from time to time. I'm sure we're going to have some pretty cool ones coming up in the future. I can't tell you who some of those people are, but they are pretty famous people, of course. But, of course, uh, here we are, the Swipe It Show on the Success Network. And I want you to like the show. There's a little button down there somewhere. I don't know where it is, but click that like button. I want you to follow Swipe It or the Swipe It Show or me, Kevin Hodes. And, you know, if you follow us, you'll know when we go live on different stuff. And then if you really do like what I've said, maybe you want to share it. And I would love you to share it. You know, I don't talk about that too much, like follow, share, but it's helpful to get the word out. You know what I mean? Because today's topic is bing, 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 working with a professional, an expert in their field. And I actually Googled what it means to work with an expert. And it says, a person who has a comprehensive and authoritative knowledge or a skill in a particular area. Well, guess what? Bing, bing, bing. Kevin at Swipe It seems to have some sort of knowledge in that area because, you know, I've been featured in, well, hey, check this out. I got my best-selling books behind us. The one on the le- on your right is, of course, Leverage. That was last year with Mr. Brian Tracy. If you know who Brian Tracy is, he is a world-renowned author, and I have the privilege of co-authoring with other authors in that book about crazy stuff that I've seen in the credit card processing industry and things of that nature. And then, of course, Performance 360, the first edition. I was happy to be in that one. Guess who's in that book? The guy, like, has uh, become, I think, an astronaut. You know, what's his name? It's uh, – uh, let's let's take a look at it right here, you know, so you could – because on the cover, you got him right here. Who is that guy? That guy right here. That's Richard Branson. And then we go on one, two, three, four. Hey, guess what? There I am. What do you know? That's a picture of me in a suit. Who's wearing a suit these days? I do have some, uh, but, you know, I don't wear suits anymore. I don't know. I I just decided not to, right? So there's that book. How about this book? Check this out. These are experts. Look how thick this book is. I'm always amazed at how big and thick this one is. Um, the Solo Success Volume 2, of course. Uh, if you don't know, that's me, of course, Kevin Hodes. And then right here is Mr. Jack Canfield. If you don't know who Jack Canfield is, you may not know the name, but you know his books, Chicken Soup for the Soul. I have had the honor and privilege to be a co-author of a book with Chicken Soup for the Soul author Jack Canfield. The dude's got a half a billion books all over the world. And he's still speaking and helping people. And once, twice a year, we get a chance to hang out with Jack. He's a good dude. We actually have a show. Um, we can have maybe a little thing put on when they, you know, right now we're live. And we'll be able to maybe insert something on the uh, snackables that we'll create about uh, my other show that I did with Chicken Soup for the Soul Man himself about a year or so ago in California. But, you know, these are uh, the world's leading entrepreneurs and professionals reveal their core strategies for getting to the heart of health, 
Wealth and Success. Man, what a good book. If you've uh, not read it, maybe you should uh, get one. Get one of those, you know? Of course, Mr. Jack Canfield. You know what's cool about getting the opportunity to be in books with these really successful and famous people is, is that you kind of get screened out, right? Do you think that they're just going to take someone, you know, that there's, there's a group of people that go through and they look and they go, hey, uh, this person's going to be in this book. Should we put them in it? You know, what's the image of that uh, author that we want to tarnish? You know, that's what they're thinking, right? Hell no. They want people that know what the heck they're doing. And they want to find the right people to put in there. I want to know where all the other people in my industry are. Where are they? I'll tell you where they are. They're out there counting their money. You know what I mean? They, they are just doing stuff. And, and, and I have this here. I haven't uh, pulled it out in a while. Somebody thinks I have uh, stacks of $100 bills in my office. But, uh, you know, when I need a napkin, these are uh, $100 bills. Check these out. I, I haven't opened this up in a really long time. It's kind of cool, right? So uh, here you go. Little props, you know, $100 bills. Anyways, uh, there you go. Uh, they don't just put anybody in these books. They want people to know what the heck they're doing. And these other people in my industry, I'm not going to talk bad about them because they're providing a service. And at the end of the day, it's average. It's just average. Do you want to work with an average person in their field? You know, you know, they were selling cars last. Listen, I know I have family. I've sold cars. There's nothing wrong with selling cars. I know people that have been super successful selling cars. But in every industry, there is the cream of the crop. There's the guy that's actually doing extremely well. Why is that? The guy that's doing extremely well, he's outworking you. He's making more money than you in his industry. I don't care what industry you're in. There is always somebody really good at what they do. And how, do the, how does that happen? That's because they have figured out their craft. And in my industry, there's people that have come from all walks of life. Maybe they sold copiers. Maybe they were doing alarm systems. Maybe they were selling cars, as I was stating. They were doing whatever it is that they were doing. But they just get into the merchant services field. They get in. They're in it for a few years. And then they're out. And what do you do as a business owner? that you're relying on your income, your money, the flow of income to keep your business afloat. What do you do? That guy, he disappeared. You know, having a merchant account is not a privilege or it, it is actually, it's not a right. It's a privilege. And you just like having a bank account, when you open up bank account, they ask for specific information about you. You've got to follow the rules and the guidelines of the Patriot Act, you know, President Bush signed that back in 2001, and it gave certain things to follow about banking, and they're trying to find out, you know, who knows? Maybe, you, maybe you're maybe um, you a crook, and you think that you're just going to set up a business saying that you sell widgets when you're really selling drugs. Well, we've, we've got to have eyes and ears. That would be people like me, eyes and ears, and, you know, feet on the ground. And we are making sure that these accounts are legitimate. So we're going to submit. We're going to have underwriting look at things. They're going to ask me specific questions and or information about it. But, you know, at the end of the day, we've got to make sure that we're not funneling funds to terrorist activities or, you know, people that are doing, you know, different things. Many years ago, I had a client that set up 
excuse me, he had a, he had a, uh, a sign business and it was doing well or whatever it was. I guess he decided that he was going to open up a convenience store. And I go, okay, yeah, we can do a convenience store. We'll take care of you. Well, about three, four months later, I mean, the, the convenience store all of a sudden was doing like incredible amount of volume. I was like, what the heck? But anyways, I was like, okay, well, he's doing great. Good for him. Well, I get a call from one of our individuals at the processor who says, hey, uh, we've got to shut down that convenience store business. And I go, really? What for? He says, well, it's a front for one-liners. Now, if you don't know what one-liners are, these are those machines that are in the back of stores. You know, they have like a separate door that you go into. And then in the back, there's a whole bunch of these one-liners where you pull and then you can, you know, gamble basically. So what was happening is somebody would come in and he was instructing them to, you know, he people would buy a beer or a six pack and, you know, maybe a little sandwich, you know, those half, you ever see those triangle sandwiches, you know, the, the ones that are, uh, they're, they're, they're like, they're not a triangle. It's a whole, whole sandwich on bread that's cut in half. They fold it over. They stick it into that, that thing. I don't know what they call that, uh you know, packaging, but it's been around forever. And, you know, th they sold those. So you, you know, get a six pack of beer and they'd eat these little ham and cheese sandwiches or whatever. And then they would give them cash back. And then that cash back would go to uh, the one-liner games, right? And then they'd be sitting in the back and they'd gamble. Well, when the people at the card associations started going, there's something fishy about this because what they do is, is they actually go around on certain businesses, not like I have any, I, I could probably say, Hey, I'm not sure about this business. Would you go and inspect it? But they do this stuff on their own. So they just do these spot checking. It's, it happens every day all over the country to val to validate these legit organizations. And, you know, uh, Hey Frank, thanks for watching. But of course there is plenty of these people at the convenience stores and different stores, whatever they have that are fronts for other things. Well, it turned out that they figured out that it was a gambling operation. They called me up and they said, eh, no more of that. So, you know, it's not a right for you to go out there and start up a merchant account. It's a privilege. And if you think that you're going to get away with looting, stealing, cheating, whatever it is that you think you're going to do, just because, you know, you think that you can just get a merchant account. I mean, everything's got a match. Just in the past week, we have a, a franchise organization we deal with. They're good people. We love them. We've been around for many years. We got hundreds and hundreds of their uh, franchises all over the country. And one of their guys actually had their SS4 letter, which is the EIN number and the information that they have to get to the government to get a Fed tax ID. It didn't match. Well, they got angry at us because we couldn't approve them because that stuff didn't match. Well, the government wants to make sure that everything matches. So experts in our field, like me, and there's only about five, four, three percent of us, you know, there's very few that are experts in their field. Those people, you know, they'll fudge stuff. They'll lie. They'll cheat just to make a sale. I'm not doing that. No one in my organization is going to do that either. We're doing whatever we can to follow all the guidelines that are put in place. And this individual, he didn't like the fact he went to corporate and those people go, you know, we, we were a little nervous because this guy, he copied us on the email and said, oh, we got to find a new merchant service provider because these people are blah, 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 blah. 
And they turned around and called us. The conversation was very simple and very quick, fast, and easy. And they said, before we could say anything, they said, we already know we've got a problem with this particular individual. And uh, we, we already know how you work. So don't worry about anything. And we're going to let him uh, follow through on his rant and whatever it is. But we're not going to allow him to not follow the guidelines that you have to follow. Just like he's got guidelines he has to follow with us. So we already know that he's a potential issue and we're addressing it. But we appreciate everything that you folks are doing and keep doing what you're doing. We're still going to send you business. We were like, winner, winning, you know. So you can work with second-rate organizations. You really can. They might fudge stuff. They actually change stuff on contracts. I mean, there's actual changes all over the country to different price structures. And on my website, we have published the rates. So every April and October, when the card associations, that's Visa, MasterCard, Amazon Discover, when they actually raise and increase rates and it affects everybody from Walmart to small business owner in small town America, we publish those. Some of those rates go up. Some of them go down. We don't have any control over that. But at the end of the day, we want to make sure you're paying the least amount. So what we do is we give you tools. We give you information. We try to teach you all the ways so that you could pay the least in processing fees. Some people just don't listen. And I can tell you, they don't listen because they think they've done their homework on the internet. And yeah, there's a lot of good information on the internet about stuff. But of course, you know, the internet's not necessarily going to teach you all the ins and outs. You're never going to know. Hey, what's up there? Uh, got hey, a special hey. guest. It's the director right here. He popped in. <laughs> hey, Kevin, how's it going? There? Uh, Who it's is good. It's guy? good. What's your name? Uh, Hey, everybody. I'm Ryan Ruff. I'm the producer here on The Swipe It Show. Kevin, I wanted to jump in because you're bringing up a really good point, uh, and I wanted to, to keep the conversation moving this way because mm. working with a true expert, I know that's our title here on the show today. You're talking about some of the things the, the, the Swipe It, you know, SwipeIt.com does for people and showcasing those rates and all. But one thing I wanted to ask you, because I've heard it a time or two, but I think it's worthwhile our audience hearing it, and that is – Customer service, such an important thing that goes along with being a true expert in a particular yeah. field. Obviously, being a business owner, you got to make sure your customers are happy. So when you look at what a true expert is, and regardless of whatever field, but let's look at obviously the credit card processing field for right now. Kevin, in your eyes, what does a true expert in the credit card processing field, aka Swipe It, do in terms of providing a top-tier client experience when they're working with you? Yeah. You know what, Ryan, that's a really good question. And recently over the past year, we've rolled out some really new devices mm -hmm. and these devices, I actually have one right here. Um, this wasn't set up or, or whatever. It just happens to be right here. It's one of our latest portable devices. This one has, uh, you know, no cables, uh, it has a cable to plug in for whatever, but it connects to Wi-Fi. It connects to your Bluetooth of your phone. So like if you're out and about and you need to take payments, you know, and guess what? We provide this to our clients at no cost. You know why? Because we just want you processing credit cards. So this device costs us quite a bit, but we're willing to get it to you uh, on a Wi-Fi basis, connecting to your Bluetooth phone or whatever. But we have these out in the field with our clients. And one of our clients, we recently had... Uh, we, they have a number of locations and we swapped all of their locations for the non 
portable unit. It looks just like this, but it is uh, just has a black case. And they called us. This is just happening in just the past couple of days. I've got the little the little post-it notes right here, believe it or not. And we were talking to them, and they said, hey, we're, we're really not uh, seeing all of our monies. And I was like, I don't understand. Everything is flowing fine, and I can see it. And they go, well, you know, it, it just doesn't have – it's like there's this pending information. And, and I'm like, how is that pending? Well, you know what happens is I've got access to a ton of systems that we can monitor the merchant accounts. And this is where that true expertiness comes into play. Did I just make up a new word? Expertiness? I don't know. Uh, expertise. Expertise. I like that one. Expertise. Here we go. <laughs> you you know, go. We've got this expertise through uh, systems we have access to. So I'm mm -hmm. looking at all the settlements. I said, hey, listen, I'm looking at this settlement. It looks like it's this much money. And then he goes, yeah, but we're missing 400 and something dollars. And I go, hmm. I'm not seeing that. I'm, uh, I don't understand what you're looking at. Well, I, I wound up looking through the system and realized these brand new machines, we had a number of them set up with a different settlement time. Mm -hmm. And what happened, I literally found this out through my own trials and tribulations that if one of those machines has the incorrect time for the settlement of when it captures all of the data, and sends over to the processor, then we go take all the monies and we give it to the merchant. If that one TID had the wrong terminal identification number, had the wrong settlement, it was doing it for all of them. Mm. And I had to go into the system, I, and they had so many, because over the years they had so many different uh, right. devices. And then we, I, I, I realized that, oh my gosh, that's the problem. So I was able to do the work for them while they did all of their work, which is running their business. I was able to identify the issue and the problem. With a brand new device, I contacted the processing company, and they didn't even know this was happening. So, I mean, with, with everything that I'm learning and I'm putting into place, I'm teaching the people that are actually beta testing stuff what's happening out in the field with their devices. So I'm in contact directly with the manufacturer of this device, and I think they're going to have a fix for this on a nationwide basis based upon the information that I was able to gather. Wow. And I've had this problem, and I couldn't figure it out. And now I'm going in and I'm deleting the information that's there, creating the problem for mm -hmm. all of their other locations. Man. So just, I mean, that's that, this literally just happened in the past 48 hours. Well, and it so speaks to client for asking that question, right? Yeah, it speaks to client experience. Let, I'm going to let, let's look at the flip side then. Let's say for the other credit card processors out there that various business owners might be mm. utilizing that aren't swipe it. Let's say that problem occurs for them. What does that scenario look like for that business owner in trying to reach out to somebody who isn't a true expert, who doesn't provide that top tier client service like you guys do? What does that whole experience look like? And, and uh, yeah, just shed some light on that for us. Exactly. Well, you know, uh, I see Frank chimed in with a, with a, with something he said, he, he says he loves, uh, he, he learned what one liners are today. I'm going to give you a one liner. It's, this is what happens with the other people. They have to call 1-800-EAT-CRAP. That's uh, a one-liner for you right there, Frank. And, of course, 
when you got to call 1-800-EAT-CRAP, you know, you are just a number and they have no freaking clue of anything about your business. Our business was built upon relationships and understanding the complexities of how people do their business. So when you can understand the complexities and you've been watching and you've been doing things for so long with that client, you know exactly what they're doing. You can build information in, and their files in a specific way so that they can do their business. In this instance, with the deployment of these devices, I was not able to deploy these on my own. That created me a problem of not being able to control the actual timing of when the settlements were being done. Until I didn't realize that they were creating additional TIDs. And when I looked at the file and they had the wrong settlement time in there, I was able to say, I would never have that client. They're a 24-hour operation. They would never have a settlement at 7.30 in the evening. Why would I ever have? Why, If you had a business and you were open, just say till midnight, why would you shut down your cash register, your credit card devices, or whatever it is, you know, and count the till at 7.30 at night? In fact, you're probably pretty darn busy at that time. So when I identified this, I was able to fix it very quickly. But if you were working with somebody else and you call into the 1-800-EAT-CRAP phone number, I'm going to tell you where those calls are going. They're all overseas. Every processor, and I work with all the processors. That's the, the crazy part is I work with all these processors. So it doesn't matter if you were working here, working there, working there. The 800 number, we call those people in most cases for our clients. And when I've got to call them, I've got to deal with the stupidity of some of these people overseas because I'm also fighting with them. Here's, here's the bigger problem that I have with this. And this is, uh, you know, being an expert in the field. I've got to kind of tone down my conversations with them in when I'm talking to them because I, in some cases, in a lot of cases, know a little bit more about things than they do, even though they're supposed to be the customer service people, they still are given a computer screen. And on that computer screen, they got to type in certain information. That's why they always say, oh, would you please hold for five uh, uh, or three to five minutes? And of course, I just say, yeah, sure. And then they look at something or they might text message a manager. And then they're, you know, this, this is a constant occurrence. I don't care if you're calling for customer service with AT&T, your alarm company. I don't care what it is. It is going everything overseas. And I, show me a company in, in my feed here. If you could tell me what companies are here in the United States that when you call and they answer and it's an American, I want to know what those companies are. I mean, to me, I find it's really difficult to come up with, you know, situations where we, we get the right people. But I'm going to tell you our customers, like one of them, call them right now. Uh, maybe we should bring them on. Should we bring them on? Let's see what he says. Hold on right here. Live show. Hello. Hey, what are you doing? Working something you don't know about. Oh, okay. Well, you're you're actually live on my show right now. <laughs> and I answered no, the no, call. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. What no. what's going on there, George? No. Tell me uh what you're calling about. Uh and I uh uh I talked to a mutual friend of ours who's coming down. Oh yeah, Danny, right? To, uh, yeah. 
Danny's coming to see a Dallas Cowboys game. We're very excited to to have him out here. He's a client of mine. It's one of our, uh, you know, one of the first jobs ever worked at, you know, along with your dad, of course. Right. You know, there's, there's two of my first jobs I ever had. Really? Yeah. Wow. All right. Don't you remember Um, me doing uh, chocolate with your dad many years ago? Yeah. Yeah. That, no, actually the reason I was calling, well, at first, now I know what you do for your real friends. So that's interesting. Boy, you (laughs) pull out the red carpet for him when he shows up. Yeah. Well, I've been asking for you to come for years, but oh, forget about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, unfortunately I can't just get away with one kid like he can. Oh, okay. But, um, yeah. Are you got a customer service question? Uh, well, I have a question regarding businesses that deliver and credit cards. Good question. And like, well, New York state allows businesses, restaurants to charge a like three and a half or 4% credit card convenience fee. Excellent. And uh, I was just wondering, why wouldn't a, a business do that, use that if they have, you know, the ability to do that? And then are they able to offer people that want to pay in cash a discount? You oh, know, cash discount. That's a good question, George, because you know what? If there is the ability to offer uh, a surcharging fee. There's 10 states in America that don't allow you to do that for different types of cards. But, you know, just like any business in America, if you yourself wanted to do something like that, you can do it. And or or you can say, I'll give you a discount for cash. And it gives you the ability to give them a little bit of break and then you don't pay anything. Right. Well, that was my question, but that's why I called. Uh because of that like why wouldn't a business do that if they have that opportunity if you know not me i can't but like a, a restaurant yeah i mean well and, and if they someone can. wants to pay cash okay yeah well, i'm not going to charge you that convenience fee because you're paying me directly yeah that's correct yeah so um, what happens is that was yeah that was my question and i don't know like i know businesses yeah that are not charging that fee for credit cards. Well, they and that well, was, there's two ways to look at and it. And when George. I call when I called this business, I said because of, no offense, if it's not going to help me, why should I pay in cash if I'm not going to save money? <laughs> you like sticking it to the man, don't save you, George? Me something. Why would I give you cash? Yeah, but do you like sticking it to the yeah. man, George? You do, don't you? Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> I, yes, well, okay. I so think about this for a minute. Government is, is way too into my life. Oh, so. you you and me both right here. But that is a question. Yeah. So let's look at that because oh. you know what happens is when it comes to surcharging or charging a fee, if you remember when we were much younger, when we went to the gas station, there was a price that said cash or charge, right? Well, now what right. they've done. Cash or credit. Yep, cash or credit. So now what they've done is they've made it so they built in the price to that transaction and you just pay one fee so you're actually paying for the surcharge for a transaction when you do pump gas and you don't even realize it now when you go to walmart or target or best it, buy it's all tied into the price exactly right? the so price per gallon. most added in already 
Exactly. Most business owners today, what they're doing is they have calculated their costs. They've got payroll, they've got taxes, they have everything that they have to actually pay to make a business run. And they've built it directly into their business. And I tell every merchant, whether it's 3% or 4% or whatever, 2%, I don't care. Whatever it is, you want to build into your cost structure to cover those fees. Now, at the end of the year, whatever it is that you were charged for credit card processing fees, you can write it off anyways. So as long as you're not paying an exorbitant amount to process credit cards, you're at least writing off all of those on your taxes. And a lot of times, if you have a surcharge being done, you can't write that off on your taxes now. So now, if you have a high profit, if you have high profits in your business, you're trying to reduce your, your profit to pay the least amount in taxes. I would prefer, if I owned a business today, not to actually reduce my profit. I would want to, well, I want to reduce my profit to show the government. Why wouldn't you want to? Exactly. Right. I, I said that wrong. So I want to reduce my profit to pay the least amount in taxes. If I'm charging a surcharge, I'm not going to be able to write off all of my and credit card processing profit. fees. Right, right. Got it? I don't know. It's just, it's just yeah, the whole, the whole thing. I can't do that. I can't. I know. I can't add a, a fee. And I can't, like when I fill my, when I dispense my medications, I can't charge more. They, the insurance companies completely control the whole system. And the third parties, they call them PBMs. And they pay me whatever they damn well please. Whether I lose money or not, I'm obligated if I have a contract to dispense it. Yeah. So all long, I lose money. And then I have people that say, well, why don't you just raise your prices? I could raise my prices all day long. These third parties control what I get paid. They say what they're paying me. I'm the only business that has no control for what I get paid. I do it. I submit it. They decide what they're paying. Most of the time, half the time, I lose money on prescriptions. Well, I think you're uh, you're not losing too much money there, Georgie boy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> but I do have to go. Uh, I'll note what time is your, your thing so I can know not to call at this time. Again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, good luck with that. But uh, right. hey, well, thanks so All much right. for being on the Swipe It Show, George. A surprise guest. We just we took a call. I was actually thinking my mom was going to call. I was going to take her call too, but she didn't call this time. She, she once called, we're going to put her on. We never know. Right. People call. We answer the Great phone. We help them out. Yeah. So basically what yeah. we've learned today from George is that by surcharging a transaction, you will cover the cost for your credit card processing. But if you build it into the price, then you don't have to worry about surcharging it. Mm -hmm. And then your customer doesn't think you're, you know, a fool for adding, you know, more money and thinking that you're going to be asking to pay for their payroll next week as well. <laughs> right. Yeah. I yeah. could only wish. All right. Well, thanks, Thank George, you. for calling in to the Swipe It uh, Show. Thanks for all the helpful information there, Kevin. You're yeah. the best. I don't care what they say. Yeah. Well, if I had all your right, money, I would burn that. mine, George. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> all right. Bye. All right. See you later. <laughs> Yeah, you never know right here on the Swipe It Show who's going to call in. That's actually one of my best friends from high school. I grew up with him, and, of course, uh, we process his credit cards. And he's in New York, and we love our clients. So, of course, I've been taking care of George for many, many, many years. He uh, happens to own a very large pharmacy, and 
He can't uh, actually do what uh, a lot of other people are doing. But uh, hey, listen, at the end of the day, we need to do customer service. So why do other companies have poor customer service? We were just talking about that. That's because they give you the 800 number to call. George doesn't have the 800 number. He actually calls me and or has questions. And he just wants to go on throughout his day and get a simple answer. But uh, I hope I explained that right. Basically, surcharging is a great idea if you haven't built it into the price of your product or service that you're providing. If you are trying to raise your prices and you feel that it's going to be a problem, then you're going to have to eat that cost. My goal is to never have merchants pay more than they should for processing fees. We do offer surcharging. We have clients using surcharging. They have uh, had a lot of pushback from their customers. And I think they probably eventually lose some customers. But then as they get new clients, they're just getting used to the fact that, you know, they haven't built in the price. But I do believe that when you are surcharging, that surcharging will now increase your profits because what happens now is you can't write off your credit card processing fees and you might pay more in taxes. That's my personal perception. But you might want to speak with your accountant about that before you actually do surcharging. Don't necessarily rely on my personal views. We offer all these services. Oh, the lights go off. Uh, well, we, anyways, the, the lighting of the camera is pretty amazing. So it's got a pretty good picture of us. Um, Ryan, do you have any other further questions? I think we. Yeah, yeah I got one we, more, Kevin. One yeah, more let me get you. the light on, but go ahead. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, you know, we. We've talked about that client experience. Um, I know that's a big, a big part of what you guys do. But when we're talking about here today, working with the true expert, a lot of a lot of people's minds out there probably go towards something like, ah, well, hey, if I if I'm gonna work with an expert, it's gonna be expensive, right? It's gonna be Ooh. expensive. So naturally, as business owners, you're looking for ways to cut costs, you know, various ways, shapes, and forms, working with a credit card you know processing entity probably might seem like a place that they could potentially cut some costs why would you say it's worth it to work with a true expert specifically in the credit card processing space but then also why is it just worth it to to pay to work with the experts in and of themselves regardless of what industry you're in yeah no that's a really good question i get that a lot from a lot of people they go hey listen you know i I see uh, you're very successful and, you know, you've got this really nice office and fancy this and whatever. And, you know, you know what, I think you might be charging more than, you know, you should for our services. And I go, quite honestly, uh, you've been with us for, you know, 10, 15 years or however long it is. And you have been able to actually be paying the least amount than others because working with an expert, we have figured out what and how these processors work. And we pass along the savings to you. The difference between working with the cheapest is you very well know that the cheapest will always become the most expensive. So if you were working with a less expensive or we guarantee to be the lowest or we guarantee to make sure that this, this, this or this, I'm telling you that that's all teasers to get you to work with them. And then when they get you, they lock you into a contract. If one of our clients wanted to cancel today, we would say, we're very sorry to see you go, but we're not gonna charge you anything. All we ask is that, you know, if we gave you equipment, we want it back. 
That's all. And then you can go on your merry way because someone has actually lied to you about your your uh, statement and the things that are on there, and that you're going to wind up either paying the same or more. And what happens is they use bait-and-switch tactics to get you as a client. So working with a true expert or a true, you know, individual that has knowledge and expertise in their field, you're not going to pay more than you should just because we are offering a service that somebody else actually provides. The difference is, is you get with swipe it. This is what you get. You get people that know how to set up the account right the first time. You get people that are going to be there when you need them or more of a concierge type service but you're not going to pay more for that. Every April and October, there are increases and we get a notice from every processor saying we are increasing rates and fees and you get the privilege, privilege like that word, the ability to opt out your clients. And guess what? That's what we do. So that's why my buddy, George, whether you're my best friend from high school, or you are brand new working with us and have been burned in the past, we're going to be looking to keep you as profitable as you can be because we're going to be looking at all the ways the processors make money and keep you as profitable as you can be and reducing expenses and keeping those costs lower. Now, if you just signed up with the guy that just got into the business and he was working someplace else, and he's in the business maybe even three or four years, and he's decides he's going to go back to doing whatever he was doing. There's nobody. There's. Let me explain this to you. No one else in my industry is watching out to make sure that you're going to be years later still as profitable as you should be. They're gone. They don't work there anymore. Or you called up and followed some teaser uh, you know, oh, we guarantee be the least expensive. Well, I guarantee that that least expensive, if you gave us your statement and compared to what we're going to be doing for you, providing you with equipment if you needed it, no setup fees, following through on exactly what we're going to say we're doing for you. I, I mean, I don't, I know clients that have been burned so many times that, that they don't even, it takes them years to make the switch to us. I'm like, oh, hey, it's such and such again. Good to hear from you. Well, we're thinking about making the change again. Uh, have you made any change? Well, we went with this other company and uh, I just, you know, they weren't what they said they were going to be. And, you know, some of the times I actually said to somebody, they, it took them like, they went through three other processors and they were like coming to us again. And I'm like, I don't even know if I want their business, you know, because the grass is always greener on the other side. But when you start working with a true expert after you've been through the mill, you actually never leave that client. We have one of the lowest attritions in the industry. And the processors give us the ability to opt out our clients because of that. Because they recognize that we're keeping clients, not losing them. So when you're ready to work with a true expert, get a hold of us at 877-379-9748. I am Kevin Hodes. We are the experts in the credit card processing business, and we would love to help you. It's Kevin with Swipe It. Thank you, Ryan, for jumping in there, asking some questions. Don't forget to like, follow, share, whatever it is that you do. But it's Kevin Hodes on the Success Network. 
Ryan, take us out till next month.